When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehab Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about episode 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. I can't believe we are already at episode 10. That is like totally mind blowing, double digits for us. And this is also, if I understand correctly, our last 45 minute or hour long episode. And then afterwards, we're going to be going back to an hour and a half. But just because it had a shorter runtime does not mean that there is not a ton to talk about. So let me welcome in, of course, our two fabulous panelists who are here week after week. First, let me start with Amon Adwin, who is wearing my favorite hoodie I think I've ever seen in my life. Amon, yeah. how are you? <laughs> yeah, I meant to like wear it a little bit more during Black History Month. It's got a bunch of, uh, for those of you that are just listening to the audio, it's a bunch of uh, uh, Black cartoon characters. You got Gerald on here. You got Riley and Huey from the Boondocks, Susie Carmichael. Yeah, it's one of my favorite hoodies. I got it last year. Love Thank that. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I'm great. Um, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about for this episode. 
Uh, but I'm happy to be back as always. That's good. And a woman who has shared far too much about her kidney stones. So I hope that she spares the audience here. It's Beth Dixon. Beth, uh, you're doing better. We know that. I'm doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kidney stones passed. And so I can move on from that as well. Uh, but no, thank you both for holding the fort so well last week. I listened and I just absolutely loved the dynamic between. Sometimes it's fun just to sit back and listen to the two if you do good work. So, uh, but I'm excited to be back and I'm even more excited to be a part of the conversation with Amon today as we know that there is some really great Beyonce things to talk about. Really great. Like so good. So I'm really mm-hmm. stoked. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have the Night of a Thousand Beyonce's, which we will get to when we talk about the runway. But first, let's tackle the main challenge at hand. So we have the one-on-one interviews that the queens were tasked with for TV's sketchiest news magazine, 5050. They get up and close with three different celebrities. They're put on teams. And we have uh, Charo, Frankie Grande, and Love Connie. Aman, overall, what did you think about this challenge? I I, I really enjoy the challenge. Um, I felt like it's, you know, one of those things where it's like drag race is a game and do drag queens necessarily have to be interviewing people a lot of the time? No. Is it something that drag queens could be doing now more days? Yeah. I mean, we have like the exchange rate, which is Monet Exchange's show. We've got all sorts of podcasts where people have guests that uh, um, come onto their show. We have, uh, we have shows where drag queens are usually the people that are being interviewed. So mm-hmm. I think it's very like timely. And it also harkened back to some of the challenges that they had to do on America's Next Top Model, which we all know that this what this show harkens back to. There was plenty of uh they were like, I remember Tyra always saying, like, you know, as a model, you're not just gonna be taking pictures. Sometimes you're gonna be asked to host events. Sometimes you're gonna be asked to interview people. So it felt a lot like that to me. And so it was it was a lot of fun and I felt like it was a nice array of the guests that were getting interviewed because it, each guest had a different type of challenge to present towards the queen. Um, the only thing I did not like about it was that I felt like them being able to watch other queens go before them gives them an advantage. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure how I appreciate that because, well, we'll get into it when we get into the nitty gritty, but that's sort of like my, my overall consensus that I really enjoyed it. Just a few things that I could have done without. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I generally, I feel like this was kind of a weird episode and I and I I had the opportunity to watch it at a live uh showing at a drag bar in New York um and I think the consensus in the bar was like this was a generally inequitable challenge um mm. and it was really hard depending on the guests that you had depending on the kind of interviewing you were doing um and I think that that's like kind of par for the course sometimes with drag race like it not all parts are created equal but there was just like they didn't get a choice in like who they were going to interview, for example. They got a choice of like which part of the interview they were going to do. And I honestly think that like Frankie Grande is far and away the easiest person to interview out of the yep. three of them. And it's not surprising that yeah. uh, <laughs> that that's the case either. So I just kind of felt like if they were going to choose three kind of really out there people, it would have been really fun to choose somebody who um, has a, a more like, I don't know. I don't want to say the word manic because that sounds awesome, but like a very like it chaotic been energy. Madison instead of Frankie Grande. Who is it? Sorry? She, I, should, I think it should have been T.S. Madison instead of Frankie Grande because she's mm. much more like, like, 
I mean, she's not as wacky as a Charo is, but who, I mean, few people are, but she's definitely <laughs> one that would understand what the challenge is and be someone that would be like challenging the queens to like, you know, hey, I'm going to kind of be out there. So mm-hmm. you got to keep up with me. So I was kind of shocked totally. that they didn't do that. Mm. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind that so much that there were different people in different situations because I feel like the adaptability is something that is a skill in and of itself. And so, yeah, you might have gotten lucky with something that fits your skill set. But I think we saw people excel in all of these different avenues, right? Because we saw someone with Charo make it into the top. We saw someone with Frankie make it into the top. We saw someone with Love, Connie, make it into the top. So it seemed and from all that we saw, one from the sit down one from the walk and talk and one from the activity so there was i think a um an ability to succeed even though i do hear what you're saying that it it was different obviously depending on like who you're interviewing and and what the setting is i think it was just about being able to match the energy of the person that you're with and that's a skill that is i think independent yeah there's people maybe you are more uh likely to match but Mm -hmm. i actually thought love connie would have been the easiest person because mm-hmm. what Mistress had, I thought was so easy. It felt like such a layup to me personally, because I felt like just banter, right? Sasha yeah. Colby did mm-hmm. such a good job with that is that she just bantered. She matched Charo's energy. Kind of didn't really matter what Charo's saying, which, you know, like it can be really tough with a heavy accent. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, why she ultimately was able to succeed. I, I do think the one thing I would have changed is just you get to pick who you get to do. I think that's the only thing that I probably would have changed because to me, the groups didn't actually really mean anything. I thought it was, oh, they're assigning the teams to have some drama, right? Like, let's put some queens together. But they didn't really end up interacting necessarily all that much, except for we saw a little bit of that in the preparation time. But it didn't necessarily lead to any drama because everybody got their own individual segment that they did with the the person that they were interviewing. So do you. Yeah. And I do think the only other thing that I wish is if it had been a team thing, I really wish that the Frankie team would have been uh, kind of, I don't know, told off about they all asked the same question, which is like, oh, oh, you recently got married. And it's just like, where was the planning in that? Because it just seemed like everybody just went off the same exact no. And it was got so repetitive that I felt bad for the third person, um, who I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, they knew about him because like they even there was I can't even remember who said it. But in the preparation, they were like, yeah, we want to make sure we don't ask the same questions. And then and we see that group asking the did. same question. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't even hear another question. It was just like, tell yeah. me about being married. And I'm like, meanwhile, you know, any of us at like RHAP would have been like, tell me about Big Brother. So tell me yeah. about the obvious riggery of the time that you won the Battle of the Block by yourself. And uh-huh. <laughs> Can you tell me about the button, the whole reset week? <laughs> I would have been salacious and be like, ooh, tell me about uh, Zach Rance and how that all went down. <laughs> ooh. Oh, I'd see, there we go. You're asking the right questions, Amon. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, maybe we were just would have been the perfect people to interview Frankie Grande. That's why we thought it would be the easiest. We're like, we have literally watched you 24 mm-hmm. 7 for three months. Well, that's, I mean, to be fair, I do think that there's a lot that, depending on what your perspective is, you may know a lot about Charo, but you didn't know anything about Love Courtney, right? You might have known a lot about Love Courtney, but you didn't know anything about Frankie. So I, I do think that I agree with you, Liana, that I wish that the Queens had been able to you know, just choose who they wanted. But I also Mm -hmm. like the idea that 
And I think that to take a step back, I do think that it is kind of rich. Those of us who podcast and are used to interviewing and talking about things and banter and going and riffing off other people's energy. Like there is something that maybe we're a little bit more accustomed to. So maybe we have a harsher eye and uh, yeah. a challenge like this. Mm. This is literally our skill set, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we think about questions. We talk about things. Maybe if they had provided each of the teams with like a dossier on each person, mm. with just a mm-hmm. few bullet points about them, just to give them a framework. Because yes, having a few things that you can pull from is important. But the more more important thing is to match the energy, banter, engage, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. sort of the biggest thing. And I think we see we see a couple of people do that quite well. Like I mentioned Sasha from before. I think Lucy also, except I totally agree with Rue. I needed a follow-up question to this whole story. Like, what are you even talking about, Frankie? Like, mm-hmm. well, sorry, what? But anyway, um, I to me, I love challenges like this. This harkens back to even season one where yeah. they interviewed like Tori Spelling, I think, uh, in season one. Tori yeah. Dean. Yes. Spelling and Dean yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I just I I love stuff like this. So I, I was mm-hmm. a fan of the challenge. Although, yeah, I, I do hear the ways it could have been improved as well. Sure. I mean, it really I just. Also, it, sorry, it just. It no, no, go like ahead, go tests, ahead. It's your personality, and it tests like how well you can relate to other people, and how you can keep co- your conversations. So are you a conversationalist? Because mm-hmm. drag queens, at, you know, yes, you're a performer, but you still have to be able to go back and forth with people. Your shows, like, it's it's good to have that soul because to keep the audience engaged. And I feel like I, I appreciate the the difference in interviews. Yes, I feel like with Charo, that's the, the challenge there is trying to Inter- what she's saying right like trying to make sure that you're start, like staying on top of like the accent and then mm-hmm. as far as love courtney is it's like sort of like you know trying to match that manic energy trying to learn how to riff off of whatever she's going to say because she's she can just say anything you have to sort of just like roll with the punches and then with frankie grande that's more of like a well-rounded one where it's like you ask engaging questions can you make sure that he's able to answer them in a way that doesn't feel like you know like Oh, that's a a one word answer, you know. So I think mm-hmm. all of them vibe a different type of challenge, which, from a viewer standpoint, is sort of interesting because then not every single thing is like the same. We're watching everything over and over and over and over. But from like a competitor standpoint, yeah, it's a little inequitable because, right? You know, like one challenge, I literally can't understand what you're saying. Is like that's a far cry from. Now it's just being a match someone else's energy. So it's like, yeah, I can sympathize with the queen. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, drag race is the game. So I feel like when it came down to the judging about how some of these people did, I was like, I don't know about that. And that's a little unfair. Like, I feel like if this were any other season, this person went home, even if they weren't understand somebody, but okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally I totally agree with you, Aman. And I, I think that at the end of the day, it's the, it's almost an improv challenge, right? You have to be able yeah. to learn how to listen to what's going on and react to it. And it seems like some of the queens were like over prepared, and that they felt like they really had to stick to what they prepared rather right. than like listening to the have person fun. and have fun with it. And there were so many times with Love Connie, for example, and I know that this was something that Selena really struggled with. Where like 
Selena was like, well, I have to ask the questions that I prepared. And I was like, no, you could literally just be like, I don't know, like just like join in on the, on the fun of what love Connie is saying, interrupt her if you want, but in a way that's like matching her energy, matching what she's saying, riffing off what she's saying in the same way with Charo, when like Charo starts talking about like, what was it like a squirrel noise that she was trying to like, so why don't you try to imitate the squirrel now? Like there's things like that, that you can just do to like riff off of things. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that I, there was a lot of people online and I know that Mari, you know, uh, was one of them who was saying, was this just a poorly designed challenge or was this a Queens just didn't do it well? And I think it was kind of both at the end of the day, to be honest with you. I, I really think that if the Queens had a little bit more agency, I don't think that it would have been as much of the challenge. But I, I honestly think this was just something that unfortunately showcased that this was just not a strong suit for a lot of the Queens. Mm. I, yeah, maybe maybe it was a misinterpretation of what the goal of the challenge was, mm. because I noticed that with Mistress also of like this fascination or this fixation on having to ask serious questions. Uh, and so I think maybe something got missed somewhere where it was like, you don't necessarily have to do that. If that's the direction the interview takes. Fantastic. If the direction of the interview is we're making jokes about prolapse and poop then okay sure that's also the direction that it takes right and you can sort of like have fun with that as well so um which is maybe i don't know maybe why lux did did the best she kind of had a little bit of both she was Mm -hmm. able to work in some of the i don't know more serious questions and then also just sort of chaotic driving around at the end i don't know um but let's talk about each of the individual teams we're gonna start with just the order that they um they aired which also like I don't know. There was something weird about the way that it aired that like got me confused because it was like, okay, the other queens are watching in the background. So I was like, is this live? Is this edited? Like, am I supposed to be seeing? No, this is like what is this what the other queens saw? I don't know. Like that part was just a little bit confusing to me uh, in terms of the way that it actually happened on the show versus. Yeah, it was. It wasn't who was watching and what. And yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll just go ahead and start with Team Connie. So this was Selena who assigned was assigned the sit down interview or chose a sit down interview. Unclear because they for the teams of three they each did a uh, different activity sort of so a walk and talk an activity which seemed to be a cooking type of show and then a sit down interview and then for the team of two which was Team Charo they just they didn't do the um, the walk out oh, and about I yeah. yeah. So yeah, Selena does the sit down interview. Lux does the walk and talk, and Mistress does the activity. I also definitely think that the sit down interview itself, just on paper, seems like it'd be easy. But in actuality, I do think it's always going to be the hardest thing because sure. you don't have an activity to to rely off of. So. While I want to give Selena props for being like, yay, choosing something that's really hard. I do think that Selena was trying to choose something that she felt a little bit more comfortable with because she said that she used to host a podcast and do different things like that. But I, I honestly, at the end of the day, like I don't. I do think that Selena deserved to be in the bottom. I don't think that she was by far the worst or anything like that. But I do think that what we saw really was a deer in the headlight situation of how do I reel in a guest who won't shut up? Mm -hmm. And um, it's that is 
I honestly, that's where you have to be able to think on your feet and listen and react. And I just don't think that she had that skill set or wasn't tapping into that skill set if she does have it, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of would. This had been the episode where it, uh, the hour 40, our hour 30 was um, implemented because you could tell that some of the girls, their interests sort of chopped a little bit. And I want to see, obviously, we could tell that. Lena was, but we only got really like one instance of that in the edit. Mm-hmm. It was like how bad actually was it? because it wasn't as bad it made it appear um, in the judging. I agree. I feel like yeah, you have, if she's gonna go off the rails, then go off the rails with her. And I was I was kind of interested by the fact that she went ahead and did the sit down one because when I think Lena, I don't go sit down. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think of like. Energy out there in the field, right? Yeah, like energy. She should have been the one that's out there because that would have been a bit. I think it would have like freed her up a bit more to to be who she is. So I was kind of interested. Yeah. And I do wonder if part of that is her wanting so desperately to show a different side, right? She's she's been known as somebody who's high energy. She's now had to lip sync a few different times. And so I'm wondering if this was her trying to say like, no, I want to show off that I have the ability to sit down and have a conversation and have it be meaningful um, in an environment and in a way that doesn't invite me to be um, loud and spontaneous. But I think unfortunately for her, you have Love Connie in front of you. You should be loud and spontaneous mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. I I mean, we, you know, Mike and I have been doing the B&B for however many years now. And we have so many different versions of the B&B. On base, it's the same show. But it really, we go with the guest's energy. When mm-hmm. we have like a chaotic all over the place guest, then yeah, our, the show ends up being chaotic and all over the place. And I do think that Selena, one of the things that held her back was trying to stick with this. Like, I have to ask the questions as you guys have talked about i have to ask questions that are on the sheet and sort of stick with that instead of just embracing the chaos that was sort of going on she looked terrified like there were Mm. moments where she just looks yeah i was like just like just oh my god like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing (laughs) i know i was like you can do this you can do this come on selena like you are that person though Mm -hmm. so that i just i don't know she was probably in her own head i think being in the bottom of course is going to shake you in a competition like this so i think that those are probably some things that just mentally got in her way and put up a block and a bit of a wall when it came to handling this challenge i think in the way that she really could have yeah yeah i totally agree yeah Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Lux is the uh, the next queen. She does the walk and talk, which is in the little like um, golf cart. Golf cart out of thing. the studio set. Yeah. Yes. And she ends up in the top for this uh, performance interview. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Um, <laughs> and I think what what worked for me is being able to sort of like, we actually learned something about love Connie. I had no idea that love Connie was the hairdresser in legally blonde. The the works every time. I didn't know that. That was so fun to learn. The collective gasp in the gay bar the other night was like, everyone went, at the same time. And that was pretty fierce. Um, So yeah, no, I loved that. That was pretty great. And then also just, you know, the chaotic driving and just sort of being like, yes, let's go for it. Woo. You know, I don't know. Maybe like they were physically constrained, which sort of helped like mm-hmm. contain the energy because you're physically contained to a cart. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I thought yeah, I, I, think well. I think Lux won this challenge. I oh, think OK. Lux won this challenge. Like what you said before and how she was able to get like some some serious stuff in there she was able to get some 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 banter stuff in there you could tell that she wanted to stay with some of the questions that she had planned she wanted mm-hmm. to get them out but when she could sense that it wasn't going in that direction she was just like all right we'll just do whatever it is that you want to do and i'll play with you mm-hmm. um sasha did the same thing but i don't think that sasha matched charo's energy I Not think that I agree. Lux matched Connie's energy and it was just it made for like just like a really, really fun time. And maybe I don't remember everything that was said during the interview, but I just remember how it made me feel. And I was engaged all the way up until the end when they crashed the golf cart. I thought it was <laughs> just fun. And I, I feel like we don't really see. Lux like that a lot of the time. I feel like Lux like you know, Lux has some humor to her, but it's often like deadpan. It's often like you know I'm a diva type humor. You know what I mean? And I feel like this was the time where we were actually kind of got a little bit more out of her. Like when the judges are always like, "I want to see more from you." I was like, "This." I think she showed us a little bit more in this challenge. And I was when Sasha won this, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, girl. <laughs> so yeah, I I I think that Lux did a really good job, and yes, there is a little bit of Connie sort of like was the the spark and the impetus for the energy of the interview, but so was Charo. Mm-hmm. And but I, also, I, if you're interviewing somebody, they should be the star. Yeah. Like you right. shouldn't be the one who's standing out. I'm sorry, and I think that that's what is makes this challenge even harder. Is like if you as a competitor are trying to stand out, the way that you stand out is by not being the star of the interview, mm-hmm. but are making it facilitated in a way that's still an entertaining interview and that you're playing your part. And I a thousand percent agree with you, Aman. That I think that Lux should have won this challenge. I really do. I think that she had fun with it. She was able. We like you said, Liana. We were able to learn things about. Um, 
love Courtney. She allowed love Courtney to be like chaotic and crazy, but also didn't let her just go completely off the rails and was able to kind of reel her in a little bit too. And on top of that, for somebody who has this, I'm, I'm sorry if this is the way to, if this is slightly insulting, but is arrogant in this competition it was refreshing to see the side of her where she's not the star and is facilitating the star power of somebody else i Mm. loved lux in this challenge and i really do think that um whereas like sasha was throwing away the cards and i know we're gonna get to her but like she was throwing away the cards almost because she was just like i don't know what else to do Mm -hmm. lux was like in control the entire time yes Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. The one that I didn't like about it, and I could just be over, I could just be reading into it a little bit more, but one thing I didn't like about this interview was that I just didn't love that Connie was like cradling Lux like this the entire time while they were driving. I think that she was just doing it just to like hold on to her and just like make sure that no one fell out of the cart. But sometimes it felt like Lux was just like, please stop touching me. Stop touching me. And it just <laughs> it made me feel just a little awkward. I could be reading into it, but that's just kind of like the vibe that I got. But other than that, I really enjoyed the interview. See, that's it. Yeah, yeah Beth, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's a moment there where if Lux is uncomfortable with that, like you lean in and then like now you put your arm over her arm and like, you know, like yeah. you, you like match that energy or like put your arm on her knee. <laughs> you know, do something that's just so ridiculous at the same time. Go and grab the hand that's opposite on the steering wheel and just hold that hand. Like, do something ridiculous <laughs> with the body language as well. Yeah. No, I actually, Amon, I noticed the same thing because it felt like Lux was like cheating out, but I, yeah. I, I couldn't tell what it was for. I think it was because the camera and trying to like interview, okay. but also turn to the camera. I think that's what it was. But it did look like she was like leaning away like, and like just trying to be like, getting like, out of the car. Like, let me out of this car. <laughs> So I don't I, know. Maybe it was the drive. Maybe the driving was actually as chaotic as it appeared. Maybe she was like, yeah. um, can someone please <laughs> intervene? <laughs> There's no seatbelt in this. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So that was Lux. The last person in the group is Mistress. She had the activity, which for this was frosting cupcakes in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I had just so a friend of mine is visiting this weekend. We hung out all day and then went to watch Drag Race that on well Saturday night because I didn't watch it the day of. And uh, we were both talking all day about Drag Race, like who we thought was going to win. And we were both talking about how we love Mistress and really think that Mistress could win the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we watched this challenge. <laughs> we were both like, oh, wait a second. Eating those words. I, I mean, I still think, of course, Mistress yeah. is such a strong force in the competition, but I expected her to do better in this. I felt like she was yeah. someone who has a lot of those improv skills, or at least she banters really well with queens in the back, even if it is, you know, maybe Lucy would say a little bit bitchy, but, you know, I think she still has enough energy to go back and forth with someone. And it felt like she was just panicked like yeah this whole time i was like oh my god girl what are you doing uh yeah that was froze she choked yeah it was weird because i just didn't expect it from her i felt like out of the three different interviews that love connie had love connie gave her so many layups and she just didn't do anything with them (laughs) oh yeah yeah she's usually so like pretty quick too like right because I know that we, yeah. you, you know, you have DRs and DRs allow you time to think and say what you're going to say. But like it, when we see her work, like interacting in the workroom, she's usually yeah. pretty quick. So I was sort of shocked, I guess, 
Oh my God, I just chapstick got my mouth. <laughs> not again. I'm not um, <laughs> um, I feel like maybe it was just what we've been saying before and just like this persistence on wanting to get the questions that you had, you know, like, like mm-hmm. the outline was there. And then when the outline just like sort of got thrown to the wind, it was just like, I don't know what to do now. And that's sort of like what I was getting at earlier when I was like, I don't like that they got to see that because mm-hmm. Sasha was able to see like, oh yeah, like she is just, she doesn't know what to do. Like she should yeah. just go with it. And then Sasha was able to do that right after. So it was like, yeah, I'm, I just, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, we all have those moments, right, where we just we are not ourselves, and mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe you know, you can be a quick-witted person, but that doesn't mean that interviewing is up your up your alley. It doesn't mean that right. you're always going to be able to to to, to hold the reins um, mm-hmm. for something like that. So, um, in a way, it was nice to sort of see this weakness from Mistress because we mm-hmm. don't really see a lot of it yet, which is very much like unflappable. Um, right. but this was the time where we were like, oh, okay. So there's a little chink in the armor. So I, th- I think, you know, from a narrative perspective, it did humanize her a bit more for me. And, um, it just made me want to see her succeed next week even more. So. I also think it's important to have a chink in your armor on RuPaul's drag race. Yes. because RuPaul oh, yeah. cares about the vulnerability. <laughs> and I've said this about pretty much any season where it seems like there's an unflappable winner. Like when you have Alaska and all stars too, if she didn't have a meltdown, I really don't think she would have won that season. Mm-hmm. I, if Jinx wasn't, bad at sewing and all that kind of stuff. I really think that there could have been a case to be made that you know, like Monet wins in um, an All-Star 7. And I really think that RuPaul loves the idea that you are this fierce talent and such a great entertainer and you're th- your own person, but that you are also showing that you were a human who has flaws and things to overcome because at the end of the day it is a reality show they care more about the reality show portion than they do the actual talent competition if it were a talent competition it wouldn't be televised it would just be like another pageant and what they care more about is a story with which that people can like connect with and the average person cannot connect with somebody who just kills everything so i actually think if anything this was incredible for mistress's uh winning chances at the end of the season (laughs) <laughs> yeah she needs to have that like i overcame this or blah 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 whatever totally talking to baby mistress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the photos yeah. at the end what would you say to little mistress <laughs> actually that sounds <laughs> awful i <laughs> <laughs> to little mistress. Uh, okay Let's talk about Team Charo. So we spoke a lot already about Sasha here and uh, so I I don't think I sort of realized how well Lux did until we're sort of talking about it now. I only had the opportunity to watch the episode once. So I, I definitely hear what you guys are saying about Lux being able to still extract information because Sasha, Char just sort of did her thing and Sasha was also there. Mm-hmm. sort of participating at times, making, you know, the joke about tossing salad and just not being afraid to at least sort of I think she matched energy probably more. I mean, you can't match Charo's energy. I think that's actually physically impossible yeah. for any other normal human <laughs> being to do. But I think she matched it as well as one could, um, yeah. at least especially with what we saw with Marsha a little bit later. Although the sit down energy actually ended up being, I think, OK. Yeah. I do think Sasha deserved to be in the top here. And I don't know. Now, now I'm out on who I think should have won. But I, I, I do think she did a, a good job. 
Yeah, no, Sasha did a great job. And I think that if you can't understand somebody, that is a huge obstacle. Charo um, obviously has a very thick accent and mm-hmm. is part of the charm of Charo is that you don't always understand what she's saying. It's the same thing with like Yara Sofia, right? There were people mm-hmm. like Alexis Mateo would even say like, I speak Spanish and I don't understand half the stuff that, mm-hmm. that Yara is saying. <laughs> but that is part of the charm of like the energy that that... Um, that Charo brings and I really love I, I also love the moment where she like throws the the cue cards and she's like this is what I'm doing and RuPaul basically even says like okay that's where you like really won the interview yeah it did feel like I mean like look it, it was great it was I mean I think she did a good job obviously she deserved to be at the top win no I feel like it was I don't, I don't, I didn't get the same like amount of like enjoyment or engagement that I got from Lux. I feel like it was, I feel like it was a bit, um, ugh, ugh, I hate to be this person to like be contrarian about Tasha Colby because I think that she's awesome. I think that she's obviously mother for a reason. Like she's been in the game mm-hmm. for so long and she knows what she's doing. But with that being said, sometimes like when you know what you're doing, it comes off rehearsed it comes Mm -hmm. off like i'm gonna chuck the cars now because i know rue's gonna love that you know what i mean like it just feels like okay like we're 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 just we're checking things off and i i feel like it probably wouldn't have felt like that had she not won for me maybe if she had not won maybe i would have been able to enjoy it a little bit more but in (laughs) hindsight when she won i was like okay well was it that good was it better than Lux? Like, does she have to win twice in a row? Like, I don't know about mm-hmm. that one. So, listen, for my yeah. draft team, yes, yeah, she did have to win twice in a row because that was very <laughs> helpful for me. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, do y'all know that this theory about Sasha in, uh, in Drag Race right now? That there's no. this theory that, um, that they're trying to set her up to be the potential uh, next RuPaul to, like, if RuPaul ever retires. Sasha Cole, it's Sasha Colby's drag race kind of thing. That's the general theory. So it gets even more deep this time because RuPaul says, Have you ever hosted a show before? Mm. And she goes, No, but it's been a dream of mine. He's like, Well, you've got it, kiddo. You've got all of it. And everyone's like now freaking out. This has been a theory that um that some people have had for weeks, but it got really popular on TikTok. And I looked over, I, I was watching the episode with Brian Scally and I looked over at Scally and I went, oh my God, that's like, so this whole theory thing. And as I said that, one of my really good friends texted me and went, that TikTok I sent you, did you just watch the episode? I was like, I know. So like everyone now is freaking out that like, they really think this was like such a heavy handed way to be like, Sasha Colby is going to be the next RuPaul. If that happens, I will be legitimately shocked. I feel like there is no right. way that this freaking show gets leaves RuPaul unless you pry it from her cold, dead, bedazzled hands, okay? Like, she is going to hold on to this for dear life. She's got more albums to sell and more side yeah. steps to do and almost like the, the spice move where she goes like this with her hand. <laughs> I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if y'all watched uh, What You Pack in last week with uh, Michelle and Spice, but Michelle was even saying, like, we know you're going to do like the circle thing with your hands. And I wanted to be like, that's what RuPaul does. Like, <laughs> how are you calling out Spice for that? It's so funny to me. It's high camp. Okay. <laughs> Leave her alone. Also, high key, wish I could have seen Spice do this challenge. <laughs> oh, oh my like God. I, I think so too. I, yeah. <laughs> I think this is what she would have won. For sure. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, well, where where are we? Sasha. Sorry. Okay, yes, Sasha taking over. I yeah, I just think that's like the same conversation as like who's going to take over for Jeff Probst, right? That's like his boss going to show up. You know, yeah. <laughs> Monet. Oh my gosh! After that crossover, yes, if you missed it, there was a Instagram store, some post somewhere on Instagram that was like Jeff Probst had like recorded a video and then Monet was like reacting to the video, but they made it seem like it was a conversation the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really funny it was very entertaining uh, Monet has some good survivor takes by the way we also uh, were starting the campaign to please get Monet exchange to talk with Stephen Fishback and uh, Rob Sesterdino I would uh, love a know-it-alls episode with oh my God, me too. <laughs> they won't know what hit them it'd be amazing, it'd be amazing. I'm <laughs> obsessed we got to talk about Marsha 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 who also was on Team Charo did the sit down interview mm-hmm. and ends up safe here. What we saw in the actual edit of the show was her struggling a lot. But I guess mm-hmm. what Marsha had tweeted afterwards and she talks a little bit about it in Untucked is that she was actually able to have a really good conversation with Charo but we didn't uh, really see that. So uh, what we were set up here is like felt like Marsha could have been in the bottom, but ultimately ends up safe. And I do wonder if part of that is because of what we didn't see, which then also goes back to like how this sh- the, the it was edited versus like in reality mm-hmm. if how much got cut. So or they just played the like zoning out music and zoomed in on Marsha's face. So we couldn't even hear what Chara was saying anyway. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was I was um, I, I didn't know that she had tweeted that so up until now I've just been like why wasn't she in the bottom I don't understand yeah. Like she, yeah. she, she needed to be in the bottom but if that's the case and there's more I mean we know that there's a lot on the cutting room floor for these first 10 episodes so um, that could make a lot of sense to me if she was actually able to get you know a, a few good things in there um, what we did see however even aside from her not being able to understand her a lot of the time it didn't really seem like she was like that um engaged like engaged or charismatic it sort of felt like she was very muted so definitely towards the bottom for me for Mm. sure i felt like she just completely dissociated throughout Mm -hmm. like that's the vibe i got which was like oh i can't understand anything so it was just her going yeah Uh Uh yeah and then in the back of her head she's probably just going like all right, what is the lip sync song this week? <laughs> do I know? Yeah. I'm thinking that maybe if I were to do a split in this moment in the song, that will probably help me stay. Like, that's the vibe I got when I watched her. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to get to the, the runway and everything, but I will just say everything combined. I was like, Marsha should have been. <laughs> there should have been four bottoms this week and Marsha should have been there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So this is what Marsha said on Twitter. And again, this is, you know, after the fact. So take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh, But Marsha had said that I actually had a really lovely conversation with Charo. She gave me a lot of insight into her career and left me with tips on how to live a long and happy life. It's a shame they didn't include any of it. She goes on to say she talked a lot about how as a child she felt so free and connected to nature. She feels bad for the kids today, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so she kind of goes on about a few other things um, that her and Charo had discussed and had talked about. So uh, now that could have been what aired and then we just didn't hear it. But well, I mean, this isn't the first time we've heard somebody this season say that a lot had been cut that indicated that they were either safe or should have been in the top. And, you know, the other person being Lucy, who was like in the acting challenge was like, all of my lines got cut essentially for the final product. And mm-hmm. 
I also like when I was thinking about like the Daytona win challenge, I was like, I wonder if what they saw is what we saw for the challenge or was it longer and they got to see much more included or did they see all the cuts happen in that exact moment and then knew that they would have to kind of defend themselves a little bit. I don't really know. But I do think that I don't even think that this is necessarily the fact that it went down to 60 minutes. I just think generally speaking, we have to kind of remind ourselves that once again, it's a reality TV program. They're going to have their favorites. They're going to do certain things in order to get certain storylines happening. And Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is not going to win. <laughs> I think I, we I know mean, that now. It's, it's like, honestly, I feel like <laughs> Selena and Marsha have to be the next two that go. Like, I like, yeah, just sounds like that's going to Yeah. Like, so I, I would, I maybe in that order, Selena and then Marsha, but I just, I don't know. Like Marsha has no storyline except for put on more makeup. And like that hasn't been addressed in a couple of weeks. So like, what's her story? <laughs> yeah. She figured out the makeup thing and they were like, we don't know what else to do with her. So just and they're like, of- okay, let's have fun. <laughs> we can't keep ragging on her about doing her makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, as far as like, is um, what we might not have seen is concerned. Like, I kind of feel like Michelle Visage, whenever people like are explaining their runways to her and she's like, that's great, but no. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that might have all happened. That might have all been like that. She might have given you wonderful advice. You you could have been like, she might have like embraced you on her bosom. But like, were you engaging? Were you, was it fun to watch? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Remains to be seen. We'll never know. But based off of what I saw. So. It's true. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One last team to talk about today. Team Frankie, uh, where they interview, of course, the fantastic Frankie Grande. We all know and love. So Lucy's <laughs> first with the sit down interview. Lucy does end up in the top. And there was some discussion about how, look, this challenge was made for her. This is definitely her drag persona as sort of this Barbara Walters interviewer type. And you can tell her body language. She just felt at home. She was sitting forward in the chair. She wasn't leaning back. Her She was engaging both like with her, her language, her eye contact, and the body language. And so this is definitely something that I think she felt super confident about and mm-hmm. looked the part, I think. Yeah, it was it was great. It, it like everything that she wanted from like a sit-down interview, it was it was great. You could tell that she was sort of like performing a little bit too, like the gasps and the grazed eyes and the like, oh, my God, tell me more. And then some of the uh, the canned jokes that she obviously had, like 
in the back. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. Like a, a like a, a little bit of the same critique for Sasha Colby as well, just a touch, a little too sterile, just a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but she definitely was in the top. But I know what put her ass in the bottom, and we'll get it up. What was that, Avon? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Beth, anything you want to say about Lucy? No, I honestly, I, that was, I would say that the only thing that for me was missing was the charisma of it. It was, mm. it, it just felt like you were, you all are saying like kind of sterile, just kind of like rehearsed, um, didn't seem like it was much of a reaction of based off what was happening, but more like, great this is what i knew the answer would be so therefore i can react the way that i plan to react to this and then move on um but by me but when you compare to the vast majority of the queens in this challenge killed it so Mm -hmm. i'm yeah i'm not upset by it right all right anitra is up next she does the walk and talk interview oh yes and this was the frankie team that kept asking about being married because (laughs) that's what it was like you've been married for a month like, yeah okay we talked just talked about that but all right like keep going you know she she was laughing and interacting they did some stretches i didn't really get much out of i this. don't remember this at all like i'm just having trouble remembering this <laughs> they interview. were outside and they were walking <laughs> does that help they were all? outside and walking and frankie kept making anitra do like weird like lunges and yes. and that kind of thing when they were walking around and which i think is hysterical given that anitra which we know Anitra can do this because she's like hella flexible and strong and that kind of thing but it was it was funny to see her be like I'm in these huge heel boots now having to do the same thing as Frankie who is in sneakers walking around um it felt like Frankie was kind of pushing her to do stuff which I like out of all the queens like finally Frankie's doing something that's more in line with the energy of of Charo and uh love Courtney but yeah I I think she did fine. Like she kept up with him, but she didn't. I don't think she necessarily steered the conversation in a way that was interesting. It again was about being married and cool, um, but she didn't flop. I think she had like a perfectly like if anybody in this in this whole challenge was safe, like Anitra is the poster child for safe in this competition or not competition, but in this challenge. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, based off of not even being remembered much about it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, safe it is. <laughs> I don't remember it being ha- horrible. I don't remember yeah. it being uh, good. So I guess you're safe. <laughs> exactly. Okay, last, and maybe my favorite, but for all the wrong reasons of all the interview segments, it was Malaysia's with the Frankie Grande Italian accent challenge. <laughs> It's just this whole thing was weird. I love the Big Brother reference when Frankie's like, if this was a Big Brother challenge, mm-hmm. maybe I would have won. They were like, no, honey, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Malaysia not asking a single question. Um, just being like uh, a little bit of a mess throughout this whole thing. She matched the Italian accent at one point, which is probably, again, one of my favorite parts. Oh, uh, this was a mess. Yeah. It was oh. it was actually so much of a mess that I felt like she should have been in the bottom, but not lip synced. It was it was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> that's I was, a joke. I that's was a inter- joke. <laughs> oh, I was entertained. I was like, this is terrible, <laughs> but like fun. 
Uh, I, I mean, honestly, if you're talking about entertainment value, this, there was entertainment value in that for all the wrong reasons. Um, obviously, they can't like not put her in the bottom two for it. But it was one of those things where I was like, honestly, I was bored by other people put them in the bottom two. Yeah. Maybe Frankie carried. I don't know. But yeah, I think Frankie carried just a little bit. I mean, I think one of the other queens that was watching said that he was interviewing her more than she was doing him. So that's probably like the nail in the coffin. It's like, cause it's one thing to like let them like be the star, but it's another thing to like make them do your job for you. So I guess I don't know if that actually happened, but it, you know, maybe we just didn't see it in the edit. But yeah, Honestly, it was just should have won for that then. Frankie loves <laughs> nothing more than to talk about himself. If he got someone to talk about somebody else, that's a <laughs> win in my book. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I mean, it was it was just like it was just a little a, a touch awkward. Obviously, she was like not really. I mean, I feel like there were moments where she was good, like where she was like, oh, so you were married. Does she like your meatballs? Like so that that like, you know, at least there was like yeah. a spin on the marriage yeah. question, you know, so like. <laughs> but yeah, it, she clearly was like not like in her element. Uh it's yeah, it's so funny. It, it was funny that like two of the the activity, the cooking challenges, are the two people that ended up in the lip sync. When I agree, I think that the activity is the easiest place to do an interview. Totally. It's almost like a first date, right? Like you have three options for a first date. You're gonna sit down and you're just gonna talk to each other. Yikes! You're gonna go on a walk together. Okay, fine. At least you don't have to like constantly be making eye contact. Or you can do an activity where you have something to like engage with and talk about and like. I just feel like that would have been the easiest one to do. But this, yeah, this was just chaos. And I, I thought it was hilarious. I will also say there were a lot of people who felt like this would have been the most opportune time to have Malaysia versus mistress and as the lip sync. And the two people who did the cooking should have been the lip syncers. And I, and I definitely think that the, the runway is the reason why mistress is not in the bottom two here. And um, Selena is, but it is just. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunities here for entertainment. Well, let's <laughs> talk about the runway. Uh, Night of a thousand Beyonce's. Amon, you want to? I'm just going to mute myself here. And you want to start? You want to well, give us your thoughts uh, here on this? Please. Okay. <laughs> well, let me start by saying that I sort of. I came into this already sort of with a perception of who I thought was going to do well. I was like, I think I have a pretty good idea of the four queens that are going to give it and the four queens that I'm like, oh, I don't really know what's going on with them. And those four queens for me were. Sasha Colby, Lux, Mistress, and Lucy. I was like, I think that those people are going to have a good, they're going to have a good time with this runway. The other four, I was like, I don't know about them. It could be hit or miss. So I walked into this feeling, okay, let me just see what they're going to do. Furthermore, if you're doing Night of a Thousand, whoever the fuck, why are you doing when there's only eight queens left? It should be when you have damn near the whole cast. Can we go back to season nine when they did that for Lady Gaga and we got the full cast mm -hmm. and it was a plethora of looks. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the plethora of looks, now there were some good ones and then there were some bitch, what you doing? <laughs> there are so many iconic looks 
of Beyonce. And I was so perturbed that they went with a lot of award shows and a couple of concert looks. And then here's the problem, though, just to just they are not allowed to do music video looks for this. I that did was, not know that. You just saved them from an entire wrath of bullshit. I found this out a couple days before, and it was the same thing with J-Lo. They are not allowed to do that because of licensing issues for looks that were made in music videos. Lady Gaga, because she was actually there as the ah. judge, is the difference maker. I just wanted to put that out there because I thought the same exact thing until I heard that two days before. And then I went into the runway knowing it was going to be a disappointment. So I just wanted I just want to interrupt there because I'm sorry to, to interrupt your your, your uh, rant. <laughs> With that being said, of course. The looks that they chose from the award shows. Why are we doing red carpets and not more of the actual performances? Yes. You could have done the Billboard Awards. You could mm-hmm. have done a dragged out version of both of her Super Bowl outfits. You could have done something with the award shows at, like, at, the, at the Grammys or any of the mm-hmm. iconic looks from any of the VMAs. Now Sasha Kobe killed it. For those of you that have not seen Lady Gaga perform Deja Vu at the 2006 BET Awards in that iconic outfit, watch that fucking performance and then come back to me and please give me (laughs) five bullet points as to why she is not one of the best performances, greatest living entertainer of all time. She did not lip sync. I'm going to tell you one more time when you watch that, because I know some of you guys are going to go and find it. It's on YouTube. She did not lip sync that performance. Watch that fucking performance and then come back to me. That's all I got to say. With that being said, Sasha Colby definitely did a good job. She had the body for it. It was great. It was awesome. Lovely. Mistress. Gagging. Loved it. Loved the dress. Loved the little triplets on top. That was hilarious. I loved it. I loved it. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. (laughs) Marshalls, Marshalls, Marshalls. Broadway premiere. It was giving, it was giving, oh, I'm not a Beyonce fan, which is fine. That's fine. You don't have, now everybody has to be a Beyonce fan. It's fine. But it was giving very much like, I'm going to just try to find something that is the most like what I do and not really take any risks. And let me tell you something, baby, you should have took a risk because that dress, no. Mm-hmm. And then the doily that you had over top of it, no. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on? Malaysia, it was great. It was current. I loved it. And I love that she tailored it for her size. It was, I, I loved that look. Fine. It was great. Anitra, if you're going to do concert looks, there are so many iconic outfits from the self-titled era. And then when yeah. she went on tour, so many of the looks that she gave us on that tour for the self-titled era in the Mrs. Carter World Tour, there are so many. And then for the Formation World Tour, there are so many. And they chose the tamest <laughs> of the tame. And I just don't understand. And even Lux. Now look, she obviously did her homework. I know damn well that she knew that RuPaul also wore that damn desk. The encyclopedia that is Lux, she knew what the fuck she was doing. And for that matter alone, she should have won the damn challenge. She knocked it out of the park and then she knocked it out of the park with the runway. I don't understand how RuPaul says all this stuff to her and then she still lost. That being said, I love the fact that Sasha wore that deja vu outfit. I really do. I really Mm -hmm. do. 
But this was Lux's to lose. It really was. And I'm just, I'm just still, I'm still baffled by it. Am I missing anybody? Did I miss anybody? I Lucy. Like Selena. Oh, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let me get to Selena first. Selena. <laughs> I liked it. I I would much, I mean, I liked the fact that she was like sort of like nodding to um, RuPaul with a little chia piss. I thought that was like a nice little gag worthy yeah, yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. The purist in me that is the, 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 the Beyonce, the Amonse in me would have just loved it if she just did some sort of like fake Grammy just to keep the look as, you know, as concise as possible. But what it is, what it is, it's one of my favorite gowns and looks mm-hmm. so prideful it's like one of the nights that she won the most grammys i think she was the first female artist to win five grammys in one night that night so it was it was great mm-hmm. lucy so good <laughs> lou see i mean it's in the name that shit was loose as fuck <laughs> why is the jacket so if you're going to have a big ass jacket, if you're going to give us maternity jacket, where is the baby? Where is the baby? Where is the baby? We all knew it was supposed to be coming. We knew it was supposed to be a big reveal. We knew it. But where is the baby? Has she tweeted anything? Did she Instagram a statement? Is there an iOS press release somewhere? I haven't found it yet. I just need, I need to know. First of all, once again, a tame ass look. I was not expecting that from Lucy. I thought she was going to give us something a little bit more avant-garde. Give me like, give me like one of the, give me the single ladies performance of like the 2010 Grammys or something. Give me, give me the billboard performance. Give me something else. Give me, you have it. You have, you, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she, but she has some of the, the best looks on the runway and I was just so disappointed when she came around in that fucking basic ass outfit and it wasn't even a baby mom oh man I, in the words of Brian Scally it's giving very magician <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it is and I died I, I there's just so much this is the cheapest looking I just, I was, I was, I, I was so offended purely on Amon's behalf the moment that she turned around the corner. And then when she didn't have the baby bump and also the fact that she does like the pants are nowhere near as high as they should be. Like there's just so much that is completely wrong with that. Marsha was also just, that was, I would say the only person, I would say Selena and Lux for me were the only two people that if you had not told me what the the runway was and I looked at them, I would have said Beyonce. They're the only two I would have gotten. Everybody else, if they had said it was Night of a Thousand Beyonce's, I would have gone, oh, okay. I get it now. Except for her. (laughs) I think so. So I think Amon covered everything uh, in quite a lot of detail. So Mm -hmm. I I would agree. I think that the 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 point of the night of a thousand blanks is that you can look at it and be like, oh, blank. Right. Like you immediately know who that person is. And that just was missed, I think, so much. Because, yeah, if you look at Lucy and you're like, oh, I get it. Magician. Right. You know, like then I understand. Okay. But that's, that's not what we're talking about here. And I also, I didn't even think of it in the moment, but when you mentioned them on the fact that they did it with only eight people left, 
Oh, so true. Well, why <laughs> do that? Just, don't do, don't do that. Just, and there was no reason why it had to be with this challenge in particular. So just, no, just, I don't know. Unless celebrity, Ugh, I don't know. They could Y'all? at least if they were gonna do this, they could have at least did it during All Star Six when they had Beyonce's damn mother and uh, stylist for the beginning portion of her career as a right. guest judge, right. and also and Trinity K. Bonet. And Trinity, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. And, so, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a T.S. Madison. I love that she was there for it, obviously. I mean, T.S. Madison is featured on Renaissance, and T.S. Mm-hmm. Madison probably knew because this shit was filmed during last summer. So you knew she fucking knew that that album was on the way. Mm-hmm. And I, you could just see it in her eyes whenever Be- uh, RuPaul was like, Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. She was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something's going to be coming for y'all next year, but I'm not going to say anything. So I, I, I do love the fact that T.S. Madison was there. But. I- yeah, it just it just if it, it, it some of them gave some of them gave. So I don't mm-hmm. want to like say it was like the, the worst thing ever, but uh, I was just I just wanted to feel it a little bit more. And the only like really zhuzh that I really got was like Mistress's gag. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like Sasha giving some of like the movements that um Beyonce does like her iconic pose at the end of the runway. Like, yeah, that was mm-hmm. where I like I felt it. But other than that, I was like, OK, girl. But mm. Sasha's wig, the hairline, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. When I saw that in Untucked, I was like, oh, whoa. It looked like it was trying to, like, skip off her forehead and, like, run away. <laughs> it said bye. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I felt like this was such a missed opportunity for Sasha. To I thought as soon as I knew it was going to be Night of a Thousand Beyonce's and then I learned that it wasn't going to be anything that they could do from a music video, mm-hmm. instantly in my head I said, you know Sasha's about to turn the Met Gala 2015 look for Beyonce. Any of the Met Gala looks! Any! I didn't even remember those! Any of them! And the fact that, like, I just felt like that look, the only other person who could ever pull the 2015 yeah. Met Gala look off Sasha Colby and she didn't do it and I was so mad <laughs> so many missed opportunities yeah Amon is truly dead um, yeah, yeah. my apologies yeah. we'll move on finish the podcast without him <laughs> 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 sorry, Mike Dean. I am so so sorry that these ugly ass bitches would do this to you like this <laughs> We have one more Beyonce thing to talk about. So, Amon, oh, get <laughs> okay, maybe get not. the defibrillator out. Get the defibrillator know, out. Seriously, he's on life support. All right, well, because we have to talk about the bottom two: with, uh, Selena and Malaysia with the lip sync to "Single Ladies." Malaysia looked so done. How do you not know the words to single ladies? Maybe you don't need to be a Beyonce fan to know the words to single ladies. I literally screamed. I, I, you know what? If you are two of the, the gay men who were standing next to me in the bar and I turned around and yelled in your face, how do you not know the words to single? I apologize for yelling in your face, (laughs) but I appreciate the support that when you said yes bitch you're right so i appreciated the camaraderie there I, that to me was an unfor- unforgivable sin honestly rupaul should have just stopped the lip sync and said get out <laughs> just leave don't get even out. not not the cute little sashay away get out that's mm-hmm. what it was mm-hmm. i was offended 
Yeah. Uh, Selena knew the choreo. Mm -hmm. So that was good. Liked that. Did Um, she though? Well, okay. Look, she didn't know the choreo, but she knew the choreo. You know what I'm saying? Like she knew generally what to do at each stage. Did she? I mean, Malaysia didn't even know where she was. So by comparison. (laughs) By comparison, yes. But you know, my mother always used to tell me, never compare yourself to garbage. So, you know, I just feel like if you're going to be sitting up there doing choreography, please don't look like you're buffering or glitching on stage. <laughs> Why is she three, eight steps or eight counts like behind? <laughs> right. Everything was behind. Everything. It made me feel like I thought it was the TV. But then when I went and watched the episode back again, I was like, oh, it's just her. Mm. She's literally behind on every single every single move is behind. And I, you know, like I like look, I applaud her for doing it, well, attempting to do it and doing yeah. what she could do. I I believe that she won the lip sync. I think that it is, I find it equally as egregious as Beth that you do not know the words to be like, look, you don't have to be. A Beyonce stand, but single ladies is arguably probably one of undeniably one of her most influential songs ever. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the song, and for a drag queen, someone that performs hits for a living, mm-hmm. this has to be a staple for everyone. You don't have to do the choreography all the time. You don't have, like, but if there is one Beyonce song that you were going to have to learn how to do, it's single ladies. Come on now. So the fact that she's up there. It looked like she was like singing the seamless version of it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So she definitely deserved to go home. I'm just like all around, man. I was so pleased when he said Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. I was like, (sighs) (laughs) I I need to apologize, Amon, because I knew going into Friday, especially after I saw your tweet where you were like, oh, Night of a Thousand Beyonce's and a Beyonce lip sync. I'm going to I can't I'm going to be seated tonight and I was like well um I know there's going to be some disappointment and I knew that there was going to be disappointment purely from the look perspective and did I warn you friend to friend no I did not and mm-hmm. that's on me yeah um and I feel very horrible about that um, yeah, I just I did and, and mostly for my own entertainment reasons for this very podcast. So I, I, on the one hand, I am so sorry um, of, of the soul crushing uh. that happened on Friday, but I am also so thankful for the raw, like, thank you for showing your vulnerability um, today. on this podcast. <laughs> He just wants to win. He's like, I need to show that I have vulnerability. <laughs> As a side note, I'm just going to put this out there. In 20, 20- 17 I went to the very first work the world tour in Montreal show Mm -hmm. and I was chosen to do the lip sync when I got I was assigned Beyonce and I had to do single ladies and I was very drunk and I knew the words (laughs) okay (laughs) did I look like in the words of Bianca Del Rio a white girl who knows uh, Zumba goes to Zumba clients says yes (laughs) but did I beat everybody else out yes I did (laughs) <laughs> and um, I'm not saying I did a good job because I did it. Um, there's video proof somewhere on YouTube, but I am saying 
that I at least very drunk knew the words. Now that I've calmed down, I mean, she did what she could. <laughs> she did what she could. And did even she? even as I even as I watched it, I was like, okay, well, at least she did the choreo. At least she tried to do that. I mean, as oh, Selena. Like, I thought you meant Malaysia. I was like, Malaysia didn't do but shit. No, Malaysia, <laughs> Malaysia looked like she was ready to go. Malaysia looked like she didn't want to be yeah. there. Malaysia looked like she was resigned. And I was just like, Okay, I mean, I feel like if you really put up a fight, Malaysia, you could have stayed because this is what like Selena's third time in the bottom. Like, if you really mm-hmm. gave it to us, you could have like. And I, I was, I was when I heard that it was going to be single ladies, I was like, oh my god, yes! Like, we're going to get them. Do, we're going to get two queens doing the choreography. Then it's going to be like a dance ball about who knows Beyonce better. And it was just like ugh. one of them didn't do anything at all. Didn't even know the words, and the other one was doing it like three steps behind. I was like, what the fuck is this? Everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> Well, and it was when they actually showed Malaysia because it felt like the most of the lip sync was focused on Selena. And I think that was probably to protect Malaysia. I don't know. A thousand percent. uh, (laughs) A thousand percent. uh, So, yeah, I um, sad to see Malaysia go, but deserved based on this. It was deserved. And what I feel the most disappointed by is that I went into this season really looking forward to Malaysia's like personality and seeing her drag and I really do feel like week by week the competition got to her and we saw her light dim so I do think that it is like time for her to leave the competition but I still maintain I bet if you go to see a Malaysia show you were entertained to the nth degree that you're rolling with laughter at her like her personality and her in her um, quips and everything like that. And I really hope that we get to see more of her in some capacity, whether it's tours or an all-star sometime or whatever, when she has uh, more of, I guess, the resilience to keep the the fire going. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I really, really think that she is somebody who's just naturally an entertaining person. And I think that just competition just got to her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I guess we're moving on. Next mm-hmm. week, we have the comedy festival where they're going to be doing stand up in pairs with then I assume one person hosting because I believe we have seven queens left. Mm-hmm. So I have to guess that that's how it's going to go, similar to what we saw in season five. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Any other hits that we want to talk about from this episode? We have um, Jan, I mean, Lucy <laughs> constantly <laughs> getting looked over. Oh, with her three wins, by the way. Her three wins. Her yes. three wins. <laughs> her counting those mini challenge wins is the most unhinged thing that I think I have seen on this show in many years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, Sasha Colby has three wins. You have one win. <laughs> oh, I gotta look up now and see what is Lucy's star sign? <laughs> because uh, that is so out of pocket. I couldn't believe it when she said that. She's like, I had three wins. I was like, does she really have three wins? <laughs> she was like, like, too many challenges. Like, oh. I was okay. like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh. No, 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 no. The best part was I didn't even, I didn't, I know that every week around Wednesday or so, they release like the first few minutes on YouTube. And I haven't been watching it because I just want to sit down and watch it when it happens. Mm-hmm. But I kept seeing all these Drag Race alums on TikTok who would be like, how many wins did you get in your season? And Silky's like, I had five. Yeah. I had five wins. 
in season 11 and they're like and I'm like no she didn't and they're like and then they're like this bitch over here counting mini challenges and I was like oh, that's funny and then I watched the episode and I'm like, like oh. oh I get it now I get it mm-hmm. uh, yeah um, I also just MVP for confessional and this is mistress mistress was so funny in this episode from beginning to end it i don't care that she did horribly in the challenge everything she said in a confessional or to the other girls was just gold it was especially her prodding lucy in the very beginning like everything she said just got me laughing hysterically oh my gosh yeah she's entering well shoot what was it that she said she was like she's entering her bitch era or something yeah, she's entering yeah. her bitch era and Lucy just lost, lost it. it. Oh my God, she's projecting. If she's thinking, I'm a bitch, she's a bitch. Oh, it's so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Giggled. Okay. A little fairy tale comment about the Sasha Kobe, Sasha Fear story was hilarious. Oh, yes. Season desist. I'm excited for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. If so, I'm not mistaken, Lucy is an Aries. So that is a. Uh, Thousand percent on mark. Well, there we go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> we are done talking about Drag Race, but don't worry, we're going to be back next week, of course, to discuss the comedy festival, which I'm sure is going to be a total mess. And I'm so excited. Plus, I'm excited that we get uh, 90 minute episodes back for this. Or maybe I'll be like, I hate it. Bring me back to an hour because <laughs> yeah. you can't please me. And I just I want what I can't have. So, <laughs> OK, Aman, what else do you have going on? Where can people find you on social media? You can follow me everywhere at Amon Adwin. <sighs> you want to talk about BB Kent right now? No, we'll just move on from that. Oh my God. I forgot all <laughs> about that shit. Um, yeah, I don't really know what's going on with that. I think I will be on the draft for Big Brother Canada 11. Well, no, we're calling this. This is Big Brother Crumada because that's what we're getting. We're getting crumbs. This is Big Brother Crumada 1. <laughs> so you can find me on the uh, draft for that. I think later it's this week, right? Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me. So yeah, yeah, I'll be there on Tuesday. Safe. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday. And Beth, what about you? You can find me at Augusta Wind Eleven and all my social media. Um, in in addition to the amazing coverage that you will get on RHAP, if you're interested in hearing any thoughts of mine from BBCan Eleven or Survivor. Um, or Survivor Australia, you can catch me over on my weekly meltdown as well. And you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. Yes, Survivor is back. So Mike and I are going to actually be recording right after this. We're going to be talking to our first guest, Kevin Jacobs, to go over everything from the premiere. And we're doing a choose your own adventure. So I spent way too much time writing it. I'm so excited for the boys to play it. It's incredibly chaotic. And also, of course, Mass Singer is going on as well. So Puya and I are doing coverage for that over on the either reality TV or half ups or the Mass Singer feed. Of course, if you want to follow everything from us, leave your star ratings and reviews. You can go to robhaswebsite.com slash drag race. Follow the Rehap Ups feed. We've been plugging it all the month of February. But now that that's done, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you, Scott St. Pierre and the whole RHAP team for all their help behind the scenes. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.